a bet gone bad? <laughs> well, where it wasn't stolen. It was one of those situations where yeah. he conveniently gave her hand, you know. Yeah, for our viewers out there, our little brother got his uh, car stolen yesterday right outside of their Denver apartment, which they live in a nice Denver apartment, nice part of Denver. And he ended up getting it back. The person stole the car, got pulled over, speeding, going down a popular road in Denver. And Jeff got his car back. He told me it reeked of cigarettes. And yeah, pretty funny. The guy stopped at McDonald's, though, which, again, <laughs> MCD, if you there have jumped and, on you know, it. Also, when we talk about security, you know, I know we've talked a lot about cybersecurity. Right I think that's a good point, though, to bring up, Dad, when I've even seen it in New York with all this, you know, people fleeing away from non-doorman buildings. What? Let's dive right into that. What stocks do you think the world we're in, whether it's riots what ifs with elections? You you know you have people bunkering down, ready for an apocalypse. Well, we've already, talked about we've, with the guns. We've already seen that with the gun stocks going through the roof. And I got in and out of those, but yeah, yeah. It made some good money. But what do you think's a good sustainable play there? I don't know, but anything with security obviously is a good thing. Maybe we should expand low delicacy. Especially with the concept that a lot of these cities are going to defund the police. I mean, I was Which, talking to one of the Denver cops, and he said that the um, the council would like to get rid of their weapons. He said, "Yeah, that's that's all well and good. What about all the criminals that have weapons?" Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, Dan, let me ask you. I know yesterday you were dealing with Jeff's car, but were you tuned in at all to what was going on in the market? Did you kind of pay attention? Just here and there. I mean, it, it was strong all day and gave it up in the last half an hour, pretty much. Is that what uh, took place? Basically, yeah. I and mean, it was almost the last hour. It was showing signs that it was very clear that the market was going to turn negative. And you know, that was this week. We had a midday reversal, except this time it actually held. I think early in the week we saw the same thing where the market – turned red in the middle of the day out of nowhere, but then ended up getting it all back. So yeah. this is the second time that's happened, and this time it didn't come back. And, yeah, it, I think everyone will kind of keep their eyes on what the market's going to do these next couple of days. I think, you know, yesterday I was on here saying that I think the market's going way higher, and I'll do that. Uh, it wouldn't shock me, like I was saying yesterday, if you do see a little bump in the road before we ultimately get on that next rally. So as we speak, that bump in the yeah, road. I, yeah, I think it probably is happening as we speak, and it wouldn't shock me if it wouldn't shock me to see anything really. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if the market has a massive rally today and had hardly any down day at all. But at the I same time, I'm expecting the market to sell off today, sell off tomorrow, and then continue the rally next week. And I've just been kind of thinking about things as a whole. And I'm sitting here looking at Apple, which not too long ago hit its one trillion market cap and now it's at two trillion, happened fairly quickly. And the way I'm looking at it is there's a handful of companies that I think just it's a matter of time before they join that two trillion market cap party. And I'm looking at right now, if we're going to have a two to three day pullback, that's some sort of healthy pullback before the market ultimately continues. I'm looking at the companies that 
probably are going to play catch up and be the next ones to hit that two trillion market cap. And I know there are companies we've talked about on here before, but the ones that I think after a couple of days of sliding could ultimately take us to that next level are Microsoft, Google, Amazon, and Alibaba. And I'm kind of thinking about going pretty hard in those stocks to see if they'll all ride to that two trillion market cap to join Apple. And that's kind of my strategy right now and what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Alibaba's in that group, but. Um... I mean, they're not in the group of like the FANG group by any means, but I just think Alibaba's. I mean, the two, the two trillion group, I mean. They're not. Yeah. Close to I don't really think. I think Baba has some headwinds in front of it with this whole, you know, distrust of China. I, I think that's going to cause some problems for them in the years ahead, personally. And with my lack of faith in China as a actual sustainable economy, I'm not getting on that stock at this point. I've made good money on Baba over the years. I'm not looking at them as I'm looking at an Amazon. I'm really not because I just don't like the political nature of what's involved in that. I just, I was in China for a month and a half and I could tell you guys firsthand from being in China that Alibaba runs that entire country. I, I really, have no doubt that, Dan. I'm not saying they don't so, run China. Not, about and, no, and I think if you just kind of remove everything happening right now with the United States and China and you just look at China as its own economy, and you look at Asia as separate from the United States, Alibaba to China and Asia is what the Amazon is to the United States, but times 10. And I think they've always been heavily discounted because of what you just said, because they're in China. And if you look at them compared to Amazon, I think there's still a lot of room for them to catch up. And did they have earnings this morning, Alibaba? Uh, yes. Yeah, can you just touch base on the Baba situation for a second off the notion of, is there a chance that stock gets delisted from the New York Stock Exchange at some point? You know, I don't know exactly how the rules work for that, but it's gonna trade. The question is, will uh, Americans be able to trade it? That's what I'm getting at. That's my yeah. worry with Alibaba. You know, there, there was a time where you could not invest in South Africa for many years. Yeah. And those stocks traded at a huge discount because of that. I don't know if we'll get to that point, but um, anything is possible. <laughs> And it's just, I don't see that cloud just disappearing overnight. Dan, I love Baba as a company. I just think we're in the worst time with China since really the 70s at this point. When yeah, and think I think that's baked into Alibaba's stock, everything you guys are talking about right now. I think if those things weren't hanging over us, that stock would probably be double where it's at. But they are, why would that not continue to hang over us regardless of who's president? That's not going to change. I, eh, I don't know about that. I, I don't necessarily think that the way things are with China are how they're always going to be. Either that or investors just kind of get tired of the narrative and they're like, all right, cool. We're in a conflict with China. At the end of the day, Alibaba still crushes it. And that's still an opportunity for investors to play the economy over there. Whether or not we're at arm's length with them or not, whether or not there's a trade war going on or not, I don't really see how that impacts Alibaba as much as might impact companies that do a lot of business in China that are based in the United States. 
Alibaba is based in China and they do their business in China. So I don't well, really no, see that's what I'm getting at. There's a chance we might not be able to invest in them much longer. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I would be glad if that happens. I think it's going to be hard to separate all that out. But, but either way, though, even the fact that that's a, a what if in my mind makes it tough for me to be gung ho on Baba with that cloud. Like, I think there's way more certain things in the world than dumping money into a Chinese based company right now. That's just my thoughts, because I, I, I just don't buy into their future personally. I'm not, you know, but I, everyone has their own opinion on that. What else? I had strong earnings yesterday that was down a little, but clearly had really good earnings. So it's not down really at all. NVIDIA, that'll be an interesting company to watch. They're in the chip group. We saw AMD basically double in market cap in about a month. And we've seen Intel and Micron kind of be the weak links in the group. And NVIDIA... You know, they're just a company that continues to dominate. And it seems like every time they report, it's just they blow it out of the water. Yeah, and they were due for a little pullback. That's why I sold a few shares the yeah, other day. And the price, it, 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 were, price targets were raised, you know, after the right. earnings. Somebody's up to 600 now. On Yeah, either way, though, I feel like they've run up a bit too much. Their earnings were phenomenal, but they've already been trading at a premium with, with everything going on. That chart is nuts and i'm gonna continue to add to nvidia no doubt about it in the years ahead but i only own 30 shares of them i wish it was five thousand. but at the you know dan you got me on that train a few months ago and it's been unbelievable yeah i, I mean you might. gotta look at um it's hard to do it but intel announced they're starting their buyback again 10 billion dollar buyback not an intel fan bob and the stock is up uh Pretty big for Intel. Well, that's the old school NVIDIA play. I, I'd rather stick to NVIDIA. Well, Intel, it if was. they could turn things around, could be a juggernaut for but sure. But the fact NVIDIA is ahead of the narrative all the time. They have an Elon Musk esque CEO and visionary. I, I feel like in, Intel is just going to be playing catch up ongoing now. I don't like them. Well, Dad, you could probably speak a lot about this just based on your years of experience, but. It seems like there, it used to be, maybe this doesn't happen quite as much, or maybe it's more just not seeing it. But if you would see the chip sector group as a whole really dominate, you would look for the names that maybe haven't been dominating within that sector and look for catch up trades with, you know, maybe Micron and Intel. Is that something that in the past has been a strategy view? Because it seems like people have done that in this specific market haven't really seen the success that they expect when they bet on these names that they think should be playing catch up because their sector is doing well. Just off of history. When yeah, of no, it, I don't think it, it doesn't work well. I mean, AM, it used to be just be AMD and Intel back and forth, back and forth. And Intel always was superior. And that obviously has changed, but it doesn't take much for uh, Intel to you know, be up 20%, 25% from here. I think it's a lot easier for that to happen at this point than for NVIDIA to be up 20% from here. I don't, I think I kind of look at it. No, that's, that's why people play in this, right? Well, I just think they have so much, there's so much staunch belief in who runs NVIDIA and there, there reaches a point with investors and we're all human 
people buy into that sentiment where it's like, oh, well, this guy can't lose. And after a while, that takes on a life of its own. Look, and, uh, I mean, NVIDIA, NVIDIA has exploded because of gaming and gaming is that stay at home play. So that's in the background. Yeah, I keep kind of thinking to myself when I just think about the future of entertainment, how it seems like gaming is just scratching the surface. And I'm starting to just think it's it's such its beginning stages of what it's going to ultimately turn into. I know gaming's been around forever, but when I think about NVIDIA, when I think about Take Two, and when I just think about the direction that the world's going, whether it's with augmented reality, video games, virtual reality, kind of games more real and more present in everyday life. I feel like these chip maker stocks, which I'll be the first to admit, I've never quite understood the whole chip making within the video games and how it actually works. Obviously, I know that in order to play a video game, it requires technology and these chips that are made for the games. But to me, that industry is probably just at the beginning stages of what it's going to ultimately turn into with everything that you hear with augmented reality and virtual reality. And I think you'll have companies like Facebook also really benefit off that and Microsoft and all these companies that are just at the forefront of that. So it'll be interesting to say. I know we talk about on here a lot that yesterday it was interesting. So Twitter had a volume spike midday where it went, it had one of those breakout days where it went up to like 39.50. And when the NASDAQ ultimately turned around at the end of the day, there were a few names that didn't. Twitter was one of them. Snapchat was another one that got above 22, stayed above 22. And when the NASDAQ turned negative and all its peers turned negative, Snapchat and Twitter were two strong names yesterday. So, you know, I think Twitter, I know we've talked about them a lot and they had their earnings like at this point, like a month ago when they briefly went over $40 a share when they talked about how they were maybe looking at a subscription model. I, that stock's been slowly creeping back up. It seems like every few days there's these little volume spikes, which tell me that there's institutional money that's piling into the name. And well, yeah, the yeah. election coming up. That's what that is. There's a lot of eye, more eyeballs and advertising dollars going into them, and the what if still of the subscription. It's almost like waiting on a stimulus package to be released with investors. It's the same thing with this wait and see with Twitter. They have a lot of positive catalysts going for them with that. Yeah. Well, those are just two names that I'll definitely keep my eye on today. And then, Mike, I know we both bought some Zillow Group yesterday, which had a really good day. That'll be another one that'll be interesting to watch just because, you know, when they had their earnings, I think that was like a week and a half ago at this point, they touched 85 and then slowly came all the way back down where they were right before earnings. And That's now, what they do earnings, Zillow. They'll break out and then pull back and then break out more. So I've been timing that constantly and going to continue to. Yeah, so that'll be another interesting one to watch today. And then, yeah, I mean, look, as a whole, the market has had really a tough time staying red. So it's either going to continue that where it's going to immediately be met with buyers or maybe we'll see some kind of slides that I, I think personally – I would love to see a two to three to pull back. That would make me confident that we could then get into some sort of healthy bull run into this next leg. I think we're going to see a pullback. I mean, there, when you look at how much bad news is going on in the world, I know the stock market always looks ahead, but it's almost comical 
I mean, you see these wildfires now picking up steam again in Northern California on a whole nother level, which is like a side story. Like everything that's going on here, the virus, Europe, it seems like is all over the place with their accounts again. Cuomo in New York is talking about shutting down restaurants in the fall. This guy must want no one here anymore. I guess he's trying to ruin New York City. I've never seen someone not grasp reality like the leadership in this city. It's riskier shutting down New York restaurants in the fall than the what if of a virus uptick. I'll tell you right now, when you look at what that could lead to, the ramifications for the economy, it's asinine. So there's a lot there's a lot of bad news around when you think about it. And it's just the market just keeps piling through. I mean, at the same time, if you actually sit back and look at the coronavirus data, there's no doubt that the cases are declining. Like, no matter what the world wants to talk about and where it's popping off and what's going on here and the shutdowns here, the cases have been steadily coming down. So yeah. I think it's sometimes like you got to look at what's going on behind closed doors and not what the media is reporting, but like what's really going on, because that's what a lot of the money's going to be looking at. Yeah, like, Dad, what are you looking at today? I know Apple's not pre-market. That stock just seems like it. I mean, will it yeah, ever take either? Yeah, I'm actually, you know, I think that uh, everyone's plugged into the Democratic convention to see how they present it and how it's received. I think um, so far the ratings have been pretty low. On They've the been theme. awful. Um, the theme seems to be, you know, just destroy Trump. And not talk about the uh, the issues too much. Well, no, self sabotage four years again. If you really see, there was a preacher talking about how you're basically going to hell if you vote for Trump. I don't oh, know if let, you guys. It's ridiculous. But it's just like, there's so much resentment that builds up when someone tries backing you in a corner. Human nature is well. I'm going to go the other way, and no, I guarantee sure. you that's happening again. Um, Dad, where are you going with that though? Uh, no, just where I'm going with that is I think the market in, in the background is watching this hard and trying to decipher the winners and losers if Biden wins. And it, it's not easy. You know, there's a lot of cross currents. You know, there's going to be a big stimulus package no matter what. And it's going to be bigger with Biden. So that's pretty bullish. But the tax part of the equation is what's really throwing a loop in the whole thing. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But um, I don't know if you guys have been following Penn, which you always do, but Portnoy, yesterday, people were worried Portnoy uh, had the virus and the stock actually got hit on that. There's and no he, way, that, but that, that, let me ask you though, because Penn and DraftKings seem to almost trade together, at least right now. And Let's be real. That's not why the stock got hit. I don't really know why the stock got hit, but there's no way people are selling Penn because Portnoy might be sick for a few days. So I, I looked at Penn and I looked at DraftKings. They both kind of, it was not necessarily the best sign where you had them go up on the day and they were green. And then they ultimately turned down and closed below where they opened the day before. I don't know if that is a sign of just that's it. They talked, you know, like, like what are your thoughts on that? Because normally well, no, I don't know. But this new app is what I was going to say is this new app, I think, is finally happening for Penn. 
So maybe people are selling on the news on that. But um, Portnoy did wake up this morning and sent out a tweet saying he woke up to all my, you know, the people that think he was going to die. Yeah, no, I saw that. But do you know when that app's actually getting released? I don't. But they said sometime in the third quarter. So you would think it's going to be fairly soon. Yeah, um, that'll be interesting to follow. I mean, those have been I mean, too high. I don't know if it's released today or what this meant. It's hard to say. But, um, yeah, those stocks are, you know, kind of all over the place between the last things and when and these Penn and DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. to really be that bullish on gaming with the world and a lot of people unemployed needing work. Like when you think about gambling, it's it's not something that people will just do no matter what. Obviously, it's an addiction. I get that. But when you have no money, it's tough to spend money gambling. So I, I don't know if, if it seems Penn has run up so much and it's been great. I've made a ton of money on it. I'm just sitting here wondering $4 it was trading at in March and it's over 50. At what point is this thing getting a bit of a reality check and coming back, you know, maybe a 20% retraction? No, all that is possible. Definitely. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me to sell it, which I might do fully. Yeah. I mean, make valid points the other thing i've been thinking about that to me could easily become a reality and i'm curious to see if this would just send the market into this next bull rally or if we'll ultimately look back in a couple of years and be like all right what to find this period obviously we had COVID, but ultimately if the market ends up breaking completely out of these levels and getting to like this whole new high because of a bull run maybe what happens is you see a handful of other stocks also split so, like, what happens if Netflix comes out and announces a split, or Amazon announces, or Microsoft? Like you know, right. That seems to me like a bubble if these banks, like that piece Kramer put out, and even Dad's been highlighting with the banks. We need to see these banks start gaining some momentum, or it's basically a prelude to everything collapsing otherwise. I don't see these splits being anything except just fluff at that point. No, I, I agree with that totally. Yeah. I, I do too. I think the splits spread it out a little bit, but um, ultimately, at some point, you know, you have to see the the banks settle in and start yeah. to play. Or else it's artificial. This seems fake. Yeah, and I think you're dead on that the splits do kind of represent a bubble. And I don't think there's too many people denying that that's what we're probably in right now. I just more think that maybe there's a chance that this is the beginning of a really big bubble and they'll look back and define the bubble because of a lot of splits that are just starting to happen. I, I totally agree with you. I think splits are no reason that a stock should go And then I'll tell you why I had a friend text me all amped up that Apple was splitting, not at all understanding the dynamics of that, thinking that it was like, you know, long-term it made more sense for owning way more shares. It just, when I heard the breakdown, I was like, oh, this is scary. There's no doubt to me, that's an artificial pop. Like when I'm hearing someone like that thinking it's something it's not, a lot of people are thinking that. And that's when you start seeing dumb money and things and overvaluations and time to play the contrarian and let everyone else sink on that ship. I'd like to be on the sidelines when everyone's playing that game. 
Yeah, it's so tough to tell because there's so many people that are talking. You know, we talked about this yesterday a little bit, talking like this market is a huge bubble and it's going to pop. I know while we were on here, Dad, you said Greg Silvershine texted you and was like, this is all going to come crashing down or something. Everyone's saying that. Well, he's not going to get he said it's going to get ugly at some point. Does he have money in the market? Uh, he, he usually plays some obscure names that aren't in the limelight. It's easy when you're on the, if you're not in the arena, it's very easy to be a spectator and just analyze. That's something to think about too. It's like a lot of people talk big games when they don't have skin in it. But there's a, there's a lot of people that'll just stay in the market and still believe it's going to, you know, have a bad time. Well, says if you close your eyes and look at the S&P every 10 years, you're fine. Like it depends what your agenda is here, really. It, so, which is what we've been saying all the time. Yeah. You know. Um, meanwhile, plug. I think well, it had 14.30 yesterday. Yeah, I kind of stopped following them. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I think you made a good point a couple of weeks ago where if you want to get back into a name with trading that you got burned on, start small. I've just, there's names that I've been focusing on and plug is just no longer one of them. So I, I've really not been following at all what's going on there. Even though it seems like yesterday, one of Kramer's. What's up? ABBV. Dan, I know I was talking to you about that a bit. ABBV, you said? Yeah, I bought some of that yesterday. I also added to my beyond position. You're all about the beyond at some I'm point. Very beyond, uh, beyond. I'm so about beyond. It's crazy. Like I'm really, I, I listened to their earnings call again, just to make sure I wasn't like convincing myself of things. It's crazy. Like I, I there's nothing I'm seeing with this that is not going to lead to next level rocket ship growth. So I, I wish I could buy way more of it. I would if I, you know, was a bit more nuts. Well, you know, the beyond ran up too far. That, that was the whole really? thing. Dad, what are you talking about? The future. <laughs> Mike, you're funny because you were up until about a month ago when you started preaching beyond, all you would ever say is one day something's going to come out about something in beyond that's going to cause the stock to just absolutely crash. What well, else? They're impossible. I looked into their ingredients, Dan. Beyond is legit. When I first got into this movement and tried this stuff, you know, I've never been a big meat guy anyway. I started off with impossible and I told you it was way too salty and something seemed off. The ingredients and in beyond are legit. It, you can tell you're not actually eating a real burger, but it's as close as you can get. And it's really, it's healthy. You shouldn't eat it every day, but they're legit. Well, I but think if, if it breaks 120, you got to look out because then it could really have a fall so the, the one probably, thing that, probably okay till then yeah also i think beyond almost goes against the reopening of the economy play where if we see a vaccine to me that might be one of the names that sells off just because no, right now yeah not at all they've positioned but, themselves they are in so many restaurants i was no, in no, hear me out. there's been this ongoing narrative about a shortage of meat supply and issues at the farms and things that cause impossible to be on to kind of strengthen their position in the market and a lot of that's because of the coronavirus just the mentality off of there being a vaccine and that no longer being an issue which at some point there is not going to be an issue with farms it's not like that doesn't sell like that at all if you look 
If you look 50 years out, I could see a world without me. If you look 10, no way. So if you look at like- I mean, look, And then Beyond Meat is gonna be uh, Tesla. I guarantee. That's what I'm saying. I'm more just saying that the trade mentality, if there's a vaccine and people are looking at stocks that benefit from a reopening and from things getting back to normal, there's be Well, I'm just saying that there's this been ongoing narrative that uh, there's a shortage in meat supply. There's been a sh and all those things that cause impossible and beyond to do well because the alternative has been getting crushed by the coronavirus. No, now you have restaurateurs though that see like it's a reliable anchor having alternative meat on the menu. I was in Chinatown yesterday. They have a market now for all alternative meats. If that's not a sign of next level bullish, China of all people that, who are big on yeah. pork. And you're seeing the Chinese elite now eating beyond meat, by the way. Which well, no the, North, the North Koreans are slaughtered all their pets. Yeah, they have no pets left, so they have to go to Beyond. There you go. So what are you guys looking at today? I mean, Dad, I'm seeing Intel clearly is on the move pre-market. has some volume. It's up nice. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't buy Intel unless there's another dip, but 47 and a half, 48 and a half, I think you're okay there. And uh, more Zillow, it's come way down all again. That thing is volatile as hell. And the the other one that I have been trading a lot is uh, Mosaic M O S. Um, I bought some yesterday at seventeen ninety. I sold some the day before at eighteen forty and eighteen thirty. This nice. this has like fifty cent moves that you could. It's a kind of a good trader if you uh, want to swing trade. That looks so like it's up around. And you mentioned Google before. I bought some Google yesterday. I paid fifteen uh, fifty for the GOOGs, and um, you know, I just like I, I told you I like the uh, option action a couple of days ago. I've been adding to Google pretty much consistently the last few weeks, so. Yeah, the yeah. other thing to think about is if we do get a real bull rally where you have institutional money that starts flooding into the market again, it's going to be the big cap names that are in, you know, all the big mutual funds that ultimately are going to fly away higher because that's where the money's actually going to go. I don't see a rally coming for a while, personally. I think we're going to have some time before that. I could be wrong, but I don't see that happening this year. I think you'll get a vaccine rally that'll ultimately maybe be like the blow off top. Whenever that happens, it might be right after the election. Yeah. But uh, Mike, the one thing I will say about Zillow is they trade on such low volume during non-session hours that all it takes is someone buying five shares and you'll see the stock drop 2%, even though it's not necessarily going to last well, long. It's easy yeah. to swing trade, though. That's why I've been getting in and out of this thing. Yeah, like yesterday after hours, it dropped negative for all about five minutes and bounced right back. And that's just the volume. So well, that, low that, on it. It's a great stock to take advantage of that narrative and get in and out ongoing because I feel like well, yeah. it's. But sometimes the volume so low during the off hours that if you have a sale for a thousand shares, there's a buyer for that. Oh, I don't, I don't do off hours with that stuff. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Well, that's it. Let's uh, see what happens. It'll be an interesting one. Have fun.